Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Have you ever wanted to jumpstart your fitness goals, but you have no idea where to start? That's why I developed the Get Fit in Six Challenge. I started this challenge in 2019, ran a spring challenge as well, and it has been thriving and just like my clients who participate. What's the Get Fit in Six? It's a challenge where you are provided with customized macros, cardio recommendations, you get group support and a private Facebook community, a workout split that will keep you progressing, and in the gym five times a week, and also a private check-in with me at week three with progressions to your plan. I developed the Get Fit in six because I understand that not everybody has the availability to check in weekly or even the finances to do so. So let me ask you, are you ready to get fit? And if you are, check out the description. Welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I am super excited for today's guest. Her name is Allison. Do you say her last name? Jury? Jury, yeah, like judge and jury. Okay, like I just thought of like Judge Judy. But uh, (laughs) we have Allison Jury here. She is one of my teammates from Team Pro Physique. Welcome, Allison. Hey, Nicole. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, thank you for joining I know we met at NPC Universe, so we just competed at um, this national show together. And you've only been working with Paul for a couple months now, and I've been with him for um, a little bit longer. But that's how we got connected, and we just kind of hung out backstage. And I told her about my podcast, and I was like, "Hey, I got to get you on." Yeah, and we had some great conversation backstage, and just like the whole weekend in general. So. I'm really excited to dive more into some some topics today on whatever we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> just like prep and uh, what whatever flows. I just wanted to get you on um, and just have a, have a casual conversation. I know a lot of times, too, whenever I'm doing my podcast, people prefer when I just kind of roll with it versus follow any sort of a script. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, Allison, is what made you like get involved in competing and then we're going to talk about this last weekend and how that show went yeah so i got into like health and fitness uh probably like three years ago um and at first it was just sort of out of boredom i was living by myself and working a job over the summer that i didn't really enjoy didn't really have many friends and so I just joined like a local gym and just started going every day. And before then I hated going to the gym. I hated working out. I was your typical college student that would go out on weekends and eat and drink and all that kind of stuff. And the gym was the last place you'd find me. But after that summer, I sort of it became a habit and it became something that I looked forward to every single day. And it became part of my routine and um now it's something that like I 
can't live without going to the gym every single day and taking care of my nutrition. Um, and that summer I started my like fitness Instagram. And at first it was just sort of to share my journey and, um, not necessarily competing. I didn't really know much about the world of competing, but I followed, um, some influencers, um, before they got like super big, like they are now. I don't know if you know, like Amanda Amanda Bucci, I followed her and she was the one that like sort of exposed me to the world of competing because I didn't really know much about it um, Mm -hmm. back in the day when she was actually competing. Um, But yeah, that sort of exposed me to the world, but I didn't really see myself doing it anytime soon. Um, How old were you around this time? I was 18, okay, 18, so about to turn 19. So like three years ago, I'm 22 now. Um, so you're just like a baby. And yeah. I mean, that's kind of when I started getting interested in the thought of competing. And I think it's interesting the fact that you also went through that transition of like trying to like go out and like do that, that sort of normal college scene. But then when you were, you know, going to the gym more, and I'm sure you're picking up more of like a fit lifestyle, did you feel like you went through a transition with friends as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a time period where I would still go out and party on weekends, but during the week, I was completely on point. But then when the idea of competing started to, like, come to the forefront of my mind, that's when I started to take it a little bit more seriously. And I stopped um, going out as much. And, um, I wouldn't say I lost like a lot of friends at that point in time. Um, but definitely they, they didn't understand why I was at the gym all the time and why I wasn't going out as much. Um, but I still tried my best to hang out with them as much as possible. But yeah, that was definitely when there started to be a shift in who I was surrounding myself with and who, um, had like an influence on my life. I definitely started meeting more people at the gym that understood like the lifestyle that I was trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, And so that was like through your undergrad, which you just graduated this past summer, or I should say like May, right? Yeah. So that was like, um, my sophomore, um, beginning of my junior year. And then, the spring of my junior year is when I hired a coach and um, started prepping for my first show, um, which was that March, March of 2018, I believe. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that 2018 is when was my first season competing. I was just with a local coach, no big name team or anything like that. Um, And I did three regional level shows. And then I did my first national show, which was actually MPC Universe um, in 2018. And yeah, that's um, pretty impressive. The fact that you like got nationally qualified and competed at a national show and you're so young. That's I mean, it's getting harder and harder every year. The competition scene, because I, I feel like back in the Bucci days, I will say. (laughs) Um, Bikini looks so different compared to now. Like, I look at these girls now, which we are both backstage for Universe. And I look at everyone now and I'm like, everyone 
looks on point like everyone looks good and it did not used to be that way yeah and even you look at people that are competing at the regional level and even at the regional level everybody looks on point um but I think me being exposed to some of that um through Amanda Bucci and like I don't even know any other names off the top of my head but just other people that I found um that also competed um I mean I had little to no muscle I've always been athletic like through high school I danced and was a track athlete so I'd always been fairly athletic but I had no muscle like no density yeah no density no muscle definition at all um so I I knew from the get-go that I would have to take a few years before I stepped on stage in order to build the muscle in order to be competitive. So I think that that really um, helped me have a successful first year as a competitor is taking that time right off the bat to um, get me where I needed to be for that first year. Yeah. So when you competed and you, you've gone through a variety of coaches, which you don't have to like name names or anything like that. But I also went through the same thing where I was with local coaches and have switched a couple of times until I found Paul. And now I like joke with him that I'm like, you're going to coach me until I'm like 40. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pro physique or die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, it took me a while to find someone that I clicked with. And I found it extremely difficult to leave coaches that I wasn't happy with and with you being a younger competitor too I think that a lot of young women go through the feeling of I don't want to say like cheating on their coach but they feel bad they feel (laughs) bad leaving their coach yeah yeah it's like you have to break up with your coach um but it was it was weird because for all four of my first shows um I was with the same local coach and do you do macros um no, I was actually on a meal plan. Oh, fun. Um, but I before before I started with him, I had been tracking macros for probably nonstop for like around two years since I started my fitness journey. Like when I first joined that gym, I looked up how to track macros and I downloaded my fitness pal and all that jazz. Um, but when I started with him, um, I, he just put me on a meal plan and I just kind of rolled with it. Um, yeah which heads up ladies out there listening to this that's what you should do before you compete you should actually make this your lifestyle first and then hire a coach and think about competing you shouldn't just like say oh I've never tracked a macro before now I'm going to track macros and do a 16 week long prep no yeah you don't go from zero to 100 you got to slowly you got to build that foundation first and then once it becomes part of your routine and it becomes something that you enjoy then then you should think about pushing it to an extreme. You don't want to take something like if I hated the gym and I hated working out and I hated eating healthy, it would not make sense. And it would not be sustainable for me to have just jumped right into a prep because that's the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to apply for a college when you haven't even graduated middle school yet. (laughs) Yeah. That's like an, an incredible way to put it. Yeah. You just got to calm down a bit, but okay. (laughs) So you're working with this coach, you were tracking macros and you did a meal plan approach. Tell me about that experience and how you feel like those preps went in comparison to your future preps. 
Um, I think for the like the first three shows, the first three regional shows that I did, it was good. Like I had a pretty great experience. Um, towards the end, though, um, he had me on a meal plan, and I would check in with him every Friday. And if I had a good check-in on Friday, he would tell me to have a cheat meal that night. Oh, boy. And, yeah. And now I know, looking back on it, that I don't do well with cheat meals. Um, but Ela- it- Elaborate on that, if you don't mind. Well, like, okay, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of... Just bite first, the bullet. <laughs> at first, I would just go and get whatever I was craving. And a lot of times, it was just, like, more of what... I was already on my meal plan so sometimes I would just go to like a hibachi place and get like a big plate of steamed rice and steamed veggies and like chicken that had like the teriyaki sauce on it and that was enough for me but then I started to like take advantage I guess you could say of it and Mm -hmm. like oh it's one meal like me going and getting a dessert at the store next to the hibachi place wouldn't hurt um and then sometimes I would like go to the grocery store during the week and like stock up on treats for that cheat meal and that like that's when I learned like cheat meals are not for me and I think it also had to do with getting further and further deep into prep and being um depleted depleted. and low calorie depleted low calorie um restricting for even longer um it plays with your your hunger cues and all that kind of stuff so um mentally I told myself oh I deserve this I was good all week when in reality like I would kind of go overboard and then uh like it would affect my progress for the following week um and I would push myself even harder during the week so I could have another good check-in on Friday so I could get another cheat meal that night so it was Mm -hmm. it kind of just turned into this like cycle um and then you know I see that with a lot of competitors too where it's usually with the meal plan approach which that's why I like the flexible dieting and tracking macros is if there's something I really want, I can make it fit or like have a healthier alternative for it. Um, Like right now, like I always make protein ice cream. So that's just a good way for me to get a sweet craving out of the way. Um, But I find with like the overly restrictive meal plans, you feel the need to hoard food or feel like that food is off limits. And then when you give yourself permission for it, you have that scarcity mindset and you feel like you have to get it all in, which leads you back to the same cycle of overeating, hyper-restricting, overeating, hyper-restricting. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that I was like hyper-restricting after it was just like, I would just push myself harder during cardio, which I mean is another form, but like I would just get back on my meal plan. But like during cardio, instead of doing like He would tell me to do like level eight on the stairs for 30 minutes. I would do like level 10 or level 12 on the stairs for 30 minutes. So like I was burning a little bit more calories, um, Mm -hmm. probably like minuscule in the grand scheme of things, but (laughs) yeah, but it was just the the mindset. Yeah. The mindset. That part of that is like the athlete in you though. Like you just wanted to push yourself harder. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't really notice that it like ruined my 
progress or ruined my prep. I mean, I, I, I didn't think I was ready for any of the shows that I did, but that's also sort of like prep brain. Um, but it makes you, Nobody does. it makes you wonder if, like if I didn't blow all those cheat meals out of the water, like what would I have looked like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still feel like as a young competitor, you looked really good. Um, but it's good that you kind of saw that being an issue, which I'm assuming you went with a different approach, right? After you saw that cycle. Yeah. So that was all the way up until my first national show, which was a year ago. And between between the first two regional shows it was like eight weeks or something and then I did another regional show two weeks before universe um and those like that last like two months um before universe we like really had to push deep because going into a national show is no joke so body to be ready but we ended up just pushing way too hard and depleted me to the point of no return mentally and physically. Um, like mentally coming out, I was just so done. I did not want to look at my fitness pal. I did not want to see a scale. I didn't want to weigh anything. I did not. I just ate whatever the heck I wanted. And you burnt out. Uh, yeah, I was just burnt out mentally and I did have a plan. I did have a new coach coming out of that show and I had a macros and cardio set for me based on what I had been doing prior to the show. And I just didn't follow it. Like I was just so burnt out. I didn't follow it. And I would check in with my coach and then I would be embarrassed. So then I wouldn't check in for another three weeks and she wouldn't check on me um like it's like she didn't even notice that I didn't check in for three weeks and then I would check in and she'd be like oh you look good how is it going and it was just like it was that's when I knew it like wasn't a good fit um so then I switched coaches again and felt like I took another few steps back because it was right back to meal plan and high cardio and someone who didn't answer my emails or my text messages so wait so you would reach out to them though and they didn't respond yeah so after universe I switched from my very first coach to another coach and she was very unresponsive um wouldn't answer my emails and that makes me so mad Yeah, like I would check in every few, like I was supposed to check in once a week. And if I didn't check in every week, it's like she didn't really notice. So I was like, oh, like, I guess I'm not really a priority to you. And so it made me not want to check in even more. And I obviously wasn't following the plan. So it's like, why check in anyway? Mm -hmm. Um. And so then I switched coaches again to like a pretty big name team. I'm not going to say who, um, but it's a very large team that preaches sustainability um, and yeah, keeping their clients healthy, low cardio, high food. And I found out very quickly that's not the case with all their clients. That's Um, every competitor's dream too, which 
I think it's interesting that a lot of teams will only post the clients that are eating like a shit ton of food and getting stage lean. And I hate to break it to a lot of people. Like a lot of people aren't eating that much. Um, And a lot of times these teams, like it may seem like they have a lot of clients that are like dieting on high calories and low cardio, but think about how many clients they actually have. Like they might have like, a thousand clients and 20 of them are dieting on high calories and low cardio. And that's not a very good percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that kind of drove me into the ground and then it got to a point where I was like, you know what, this is not good. Like if I continue any longer on this, this plan with this coach, then I'm going to do some serious damage to my body. And mentally, I did not want to get back to that place where I was um, after universe last year. So I knew I needed to make a change. Um, And so that's when I applied to work with Paul. And I actually had applied to work with him um, after universe. Like I wanted him to be my, my second coach Mm -hmm. and guide me through the beginning of the off season coming out of that show And he wasn't taking clients, um, I guess, just because it was the busy competition season. And he's a busy man. Yes, he's a very, very busy man. Um, So I ended up going with a different coach. And um, the second time I applied with him, he got back to me right away. And we hopped on a phone call. And I was like, yeah, I actually applied to work with you like last year. And you weren't taking clients. And he was like, dang it. I wish I would have known I would have caught you before. you went down this bad road. Um, but yeah, so then I started working with Paul and it's been seriously amazing ever since. Like, I mean, I'm, there have been days where I'm low calorie and high cardio, but because my mindset is so much different and because I'm excited to work with Paul, it doesn't seem as bad as it felt before when I was with a different coach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's super important is, it's all a mindset thing with your health. And I try to check myself um, in both departments with prep is physically, how are you feeling? Like I'll ask myself like in the morning, (laughs) mentally in my head, I'm like, physically, how are you feeling? And then mentally, how are you feeling? And there's going to be days where you do feel like crap and you don't feel good. Um, But if you're mentally getting like overly obsessive with food and having like these binge episodes or just if, there's red flags that keep raising during your prep. Like there's a time to close up shop. Yeah. And that's how I felt um, with who I was with before Paul, like they had me on a meal plan, like my very first coach. And if I had a good check in, I would get a cheat meal, like my first coach. And at first it was fine, but the more, more and more depleted I got, it just, those like binge tendencies came back and it was scary and like I it, it's it is scary. scary to like feel out of control like that yeah because like mentally you're sitting there eating and you're telling yourself stop eating but my body like literally just would not let me it like would not put the food down yeah <laughs> it's um it's so like with a with a binge which I've binged before and Yes, there is like actual literature on like what a binge looks like calorie wise. But for me, I feel like a binge can even just feel like 
a loss of control with food and it could be, you know, a thousand calories, but it's about feeling like you can't stop and it's a scary place to be. And a lot of competitors go through this and it honestly can just be a sign that your calories are too low or just your mindset's not in the right place during the prep. Yeah. And like, I would, I wouldn't be binging on high calorie items. No, we talked, we talked about that backstage, like binging on like fruit, like, (laughs) yeah, like a banana and like, well, nut butter is pretty high calorie, Yeah, but like I would eat rice cake. I just wanted rice cakes or like, you're just hungry serving of oatmeal like because I don't keep like been like high calorie ice creams and cookies and stuff in the house yeah but like I was just hungry and when I switched to Paul he just he just bumped my calories up right away and I like all those cravings went away all the like feeling the need to just keep eating like it all just went away like it showed that my body was just so depleted yeah. And deprived. So, so let's talk about your mentality going into this national show and like your thoughts on how everything went. Um, because I mean, well, that day was so freaking long. Let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> it but, was something. But like, what were your thoughts on everything? Because I know when I was backstage, I get this. Okay, I'm going to talk about like food relationships. I get this weird feeling with girls that compete and they step on stage for prejudging and then they don't get what they want. And then I see them kind of lose their shit and just like eat whatever they want. Like, yeah. And I feel like their mentality is just all in the wrong place of competing. But then again, backstage, I see girls who. I don't know. It's just very interesting to see like the different mentalities. Then I see the girls who are like very structured and like are really nervous to indulge after a show. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place to indulge. I definitely don't think um, you should be going all out in between prejudging and finals. If you didn't like the result you got. Yeah. Obviously, there's a difference between if you're in top five versus if you're not in top five. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, if you're, yeah, like if you're, if you know you got top five, you should be keeping it Tight. clean in between. Um, but if you're not, I don't see why one bite of something would hurt, or if you and your coach decide you want to see what happens if you eat a burger and fries in between prejudging in finals or if you eat extra like if you have higher macros in between prejudging and finals just to see how your body responds I think that's a good time to experiment with sodium and water and see um how your body responds to that just for future shows um but yeah that definitely is like a mentality thing um I don't think that based on how you do it prejudging you should let that affect um like how much work you put in during your whole prep um just because what the judges like your look wasn't what the judges were looking for mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the look you brought wasn't good um and you shouldn't throw that all out the window but you shouldn't you also shouldn't be afraid to like indulge the like after finals Um, yeah and 
there's like you need you need that little bit of a mental release if anything like a lot of times we're talking about how a lot of times after the show's over we're not really that hungry just because we're just so exhausted yeah um but even just the mentality aspect of just just going out and getting something that is not you're not being told to eat you know i just like had fun being social and like chilling out and like I never yeah. I never stay up until like 1 a.m. and like we were like staying up late we like we're so fucking weird we like went for a walk <laughs> went for a walk yeah. at like 1 a.m. just to like help digestion and stuff but it was just nice to not be pulling out my fitness pal and being so worried and yeah um I told you like when I got home from well Jersey that I was going to go out on a date on Saturday night, which like, again, like it just felt good to not have to worry about my food intake and like be present with this person and spend quality time versus like being so concerned about my macros. Yeah. And I mean, Ashley and I, our teammate, Ashley, um, we walked around the city on, on a uh, Saturday and it was nice. Like we didn't, plan our day around food like we went out to breakfast and we both got like egg white omelets with like veggies and chicken and like then we split some pancakes that were like very mediocre um <laughs> they were not good they were from they were from brownstone pancake factory you guys were talking about brownstone too and you're like i don't know if i really want to go i'm like uh, i don't know seems overly hyped yeah. yeah so we decided to go and we got like blueberry pancakes and the blueberries were only on the top and the pancakes were dry. I was like, are you kidding me? You're called pancake factory. Like your pancakes better be freaking delicious. And they were not Um, just PSA for anybody listening. It's overhyped. Don't go right. And <laughs> write a Yelp review, Allison. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to, <laughs> um, but it was nice to just like walk around the city and, like, yeah, there were some places that, like, we were excited to go to, um, but we were in no rush. We were just walking around, like, going in shops and seeing, like, sightseeing, and if we were hungry, we would stop and find something to eat, and if we weren't, then we would just keep walking around and looking, and it's, like, mm-hmm. just having that freedom, um, I think that's a huge difference between this year and last year for me is last year I would have stopped at every single place that looked good and I would have gotten something to eat yeah. at every street corner just because I could That's... and because I because I didn't have to track it that day yeah and this year it was just like okay like I'm more here for the experience like food is always going to be there food doesn't define how much fun I have today like Yes, trying new things is cool, but half the time the stuff I was craving was like was healthy anyway. I was craving fruit and veggies and stuff like that. And then I knew that if I shoved a bunch of garbage food down my throat that I would just feel like garbage. You know, that's so interesting that you say this all because I was walking through the airport um when I was leaving and I'm a weirdo and I love gas stations and airports. They're my thing. Like I love a little, I love airports. Oh my gosh. Like I just love exploring and I I love food. So 
I love like looking at the different snacks and restaurants and it was almost like a mental relief after the show that before in my head I was like I'm gonna get Annie's because it's been forever since I've had them and I wanted like something else in the airport oh my god I remember you saying that I still <laughs> want it I'm not gonna lie but when I was walking through the airport because I was still so satisfied from the night prior and like food wasn't really on my mind I just was focused on like getting hydrated I didn't even like get any food like I bought I bought something for the plane ride back because it was it's like two something hours long um but I didn't like stop at all these restaurants or get a bunch of food because I didn't feel the need to yeah I mean I I could but I didn't need to like before the show your your end goal is the show and so you're restricting yourself from having all these things but you know you're in the right mindset in in the sport of competing when once your show's over you don't feel the need to throw all your progress out the window like that's when you know your mindset is right when Mm -hmm. you're no longer hyper food focused post-show okay so Um, I want to talk about post-show because I I just texted you today about how I was feeling um what are your thoughts on like body image post-show and like do you struggle with like in between competing so like let's say so what I'm talking about here is you compete in a show and you have a show up and coming like your season's not over so how do you deal with the post-show period because it's there's still like an adrenaline drop after yeah um well it depends upon how close the show is so for me um I went did junior nationals um and then three weeks later was MPC universe which was this past weekend so in between those shows um I had one day where I kind of well I fasted until like one two o'clock and then from there on I just kind of ate whatever sounded good I did I stopped when I was full um I made sure I drank a lot of water um and then the next day on Sunday, I got right back to my macros, right back to my cardio, because it's only three weeks until the next show. But now I'm about, what, seven and a half, eight weeks out in between shows. So there's a little bit more freedom there. Um, we I had two untracked days. Obviously, I didn't go overboard, um, but I ate what sounded good I ate what I was craving and um Monday got right back to it but after that you know eating um like eating foods you're not used to eating and just not being on top of your water not working out not doing your cardio all that jazz your body's gonna change a little bit and I felt very bloated and Honestly, I didn't go to the bathroom if that's TMI, but whatever. not TMI. Um, but <laughs> it's like it's Tuesday and I still feel like my digestion is a little bit off. And I know that if I'm not feeling 100 percent, I'm not not going to step on the scale, obviously, because that's just going to mess with my brain even more. Um, and I try not to look in the mirror as much. Like, before my show, I, like, check my abs every 10 seconds. Um, But until I'm feeling, like, back to normal or back to 
close to 100% of my normal. Um, I'm not going to weigh myself and I try not to look in the mirror as much. And I just stay on top of my water intake and stay on top of my food and just try and get back into my routine as much as possible. Um, Because after a week, because I mean, we've been thrown out of our routines for how long between traveling and show day and post-show and all that. So just trying to get back to my normal as soon as possible is what I try and focus on, whatever that may mean to you. And and the, the other thing too is like today, I don't feel, well, yesterday I even didn't feel good, but today I don't feel good. Like I feel like I'm getting kind of sick, which does happen mm-hmm. a lot post-show just due yes, to all the, like the nasty germs and the travel. And I like texted you today and I'm like, I'm just like frustrated with like my weight and how I'm looking. And I think it's really important to have someone to reach out to even other than a coach, but just like a friend that you can talk to. Um, And don't feel like you're complaining, but just have someone to talk to you to talk you through that. And I am even a coach myself and I know what the answers are, but when it comes to myself, I'm just not objective. I can't do that for myself. And I need someone else to like cool me down whenever I'm getting frustrated. Yeah, sometimes hearing it from yourself in your brain is not enough and you need to hear it from someone else. And sometimes like if you don't have anyone to talk to, what I used to do a lot is I would just write it down, like physically mm-hmm. pen and paper, write it down. And I would write down how I'm feeling and I would rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. And then I would read it back to myself and that sort of helped just getting it out of getting your thoughts out of your head um just so they're not sitting in your head and brewing up a storm that could do damage yeah makes sense and that's um that's a really good tip and I think the other good tip is if you're struggling is take a break from accounts that you find you you're like comparing your body to on Instagram and then for like I know there's a lot of Facebook groups out there too where you can just like communicate and like it's usually like um, a private group that you can talk about your struggles. And I mean, that's what I do for my clients as well, but there's a lot of other ones out there for just competitors. That can be a great way for you to just kind of vent and share. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like sometimes you might not feel comfortable talking to your coach about it, but at the end of the day, like if you're struggling and you have no one else to talk to, like go to your coach, like your coach is your paying them to paying them for a reason (laughs) yeah you're paying them to help you through this they're not just gonna ignore you or dismiss any like dismiss how you're feeling so yeah at the end of the day you at least have that resource if you do have a coach and just I can't even stress that enough like having open communication through the highs and lows like yeah like I'm progressing I'm doing great but also you're gonna have days where you feel like shit and you don't feel good and you're not trusting the process. Like they need to know your coach is not a mind reader. Yeah, exactly. Like your, your purpose as a client is not to try to impress your coach with your progress and your positivity and all of that jazz. Everybody has bad days and on days where you are weeks where you didn't make any progress that's also useful data to your coach to see, okay, what did we do this week? Or how was sleep this week? Or how was digestion this week? And how did that affect 
your progress and whatnot. So you shouldn't only be sharing the good things about how you're feeling. Um, yeah. But yeah. So Allison, what is your goal with competing um, this season and just like in the long run? Because you're only 22. So I would assume that you want to keep going for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year, I'd, I mean, I'd really love to go pro. I mean, who, who doesn't want to level up and go pro and be the best that they can. Um, so I have one more show planned for this year. Um, and then after that, I'm, I mean, I've been prepping since November of last year. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've been in off season. Um, so if I don't end up going pro this year, then that's fine. I mean, it wasn't my time and I'm still so young and just need to keep showing up and keep putting in the work. Um, and so I'll probably take all of 2020 off to just grow and, um, develop other areas of my life. I mean, I, I just graduated college, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life and my career and relationships and all that, all that jazz. So, um, definitely need some, a year to figure all that stuff out. Cause the stage will always be there. I mean, they're, the NPC is racking up so much money. They're not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> so, um, very true. Um, so yeah, I'll, if I don't go pro this year, I'll, I'll be back. Um, but if I do go pro, then we'll see how my body's responding and we might just hop right on the pro circuit. I don't know yet. So after looking at NPC universe this past weekend, um, I mean, I know that I'm wanting to personally bring in my conditioning more so I can look fuller and look more muscular, which girls who are a little bit taller, like, well, Allison and I are both on like the taller end of the bikini scale. Um, you will usually struggle with the look of muscle mass just due to having longer extremities Mm -hmm. and you have to normally drop your weight lower and just come in leaner. So you look more muscular, but looking at the girls this past weekend, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of density I need to put on still. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like shows in the past, um, girls that may not have been as dense still did well. Um, but especially at this show, which I was expecting because I was there last year. Um, but at this show, they definitely look for denser, more mature muscle mass, um, which only comes with time and building and, um, just putting in the work so I really am like yeah. impressed that you say that you're going to take time off and grow too because competitors out there who are younger which I know I struggle with this too because I need to take like 2020 off after this prep um I've told you I've had to like dig really deep and my body's mm-hmm. just been fighting me so much um but it, it really it's bodybuilding it you have to build and you can't yes. just like constantly cut all the time and if you want to grow your physique, you can't chronically diet. So I don't know. I am nervous for post-show and I think every competitor is. And 
we're talking more like post-show without like a show planned within like the next six months or so um yeah and longer I'm definitely nervous about that too because even even now like having eight I mean eight weeks seems like it's right around the corner kind of mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things but like coming out of this weekend I I sort of struggled mentally with like okay like now I got to get back in the groove of things and like do my cardio and hit my macros and like okay what am I what am I eating for my next meal um so it's definitely going to be a challenge when there is no show in mind Mm -hmm. um to keep that fire going but you just have to think okay my next show is it may be a long ways away but it's going to happen and the more on point that I am now the hopefully easier it'll be then when I try and prep for that show because it was it was hard I think that's why the beginning of this prep was so hard and my body was not responding was because I did not handle post-show last year the way I should have girl same like how much weight did you lose this prep um I started at around 160 and I'm 5'8 oh my gosh and so I've lost around 40 pounds. I was 120 this past weekend. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. So, and I went from last prep, I was 125 at my last show. And so I ga- I gained probably 25 pounds in the first two months mm-hmm. post-show mm-hmm. because I just did not follow my plan. And it... It definitely came back to bite me in the butt when I tried to prep again because it was not easy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm assuming that you're going to reverse out of the show. And I think if any of our listeners today want us to document that process, we will. Um, but I personally, like, I, I mean, I've lost like 23 pounds this prep, which I want to be the competitor, which every girl freaking says this, but I want to be the competitor (laughs) that stays 10 to 15 pounds within stage weight. And if I need to get in shape, I'm able to do that in like 12 weeks. Yeah, fairly easily. I mean, I think that's where I'm sort of in the same boat. And I think that's where my body feels most comfortable. Like right now, how much I weigh is not comfortable for me. Yeah. And it's hard to maintain, obviously competition lean is not maintainable whatsoever unless you're like genetically elite or on drugs um (laughs) let's be honest um but yeah my body I think just feels better around 130 135 pounds so 10 to 15 pounds up from where I'm at now that's when I was losing the weight that's where I felt most comfortable I looked in the mirror and I thought I looked the best and I looked healthy and I felt healthy. I felt athletic. Um, So I think that's where I want to maintain. But also, like, once I reverse, I want to – I wouldn't say be more intuitive with my eating, but I would love to be able to have a a whole day that's untracked, Mm -hmm. not a cheat meal, not a cheat day where I eat whatever the heck I want, but just – eat what I usually eat but I just don't log it in my fitness pal just for the mental aspect of it yeah the mental really the the date night the girls night the 
going to a unique restaurant that you don't want to worry about, like experiences. Exactly. And I mean, right now in this season of my life, I identify as a competitor, but later down the road when I'm a wife and a mom and I'm no longer stepping on stage, it's not going to be practical for me to be tracking every single macro that goes into my mouth. Mm -hmm. So I sort of want to try and implement that now, that mental relief aspect of it. Um, Just let go of some control because I like having a lot of control in my life. And sometimes I need to take a step back. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of competitors do strive off of that control, but it's really important to also learn. It's so hard to find that balance between the two. And um, I think that's what a lot of competitors deal with. So, I mean, I'm on the same boat with you. I want to track my macros post-show, but I also want to get to a point where I have a like one untracked day or like a loosely tracking day where I'm just tracking to make sure I get enough protein in. Um, yeah. And then like, if I go to like Disneyland for the day, I'm not like pulling out my fitness pal. Like, no, Nicole, live your life yeah. a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> leave, leave the house without a lunchbox. Oh yeah. Jeez. That, that's my goal. About a million bags. Like right now it's a backpack, <laughs> six pack bag, like another bag, like, God bless whenever I have kids. And again, too, like one day when I'm a mom and I have, oh, like, I don't, I don't even have kids right now. I just said a little girl. I don't have one, but I have a dog. So I just say <laughs> little girl a lot. But whenever I have kids one day, like, I don't want to be the parent where like, they want me to like have a bite of something and I say no, because of my macros. Yeah. Like that's just, yeah. that's going to set up this child for a poor relationship with food at such an early age. Yeah. And yeah, at a certain point in life, tracking my food is not going to be my priority. My priority is going to be in other areas. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to fuel myself with healthy foods and still go to the gym when I can. And because I mean, this is my lifestyle. It's something that I enjoy. And it's something that makes me feel happy and content. But it'll just take a step back to other areas of my life which I think is important no matter whether you're talking about your career you're talking about food you're talking about whatever whatever it may be um there's going to be like ebbs and flows and pushes and pulls no matter what you're what you're doing so so Allison um I wanted to end today's podcast with a quote that is like lighting you up right now um leading into your last couple weeks of prep, but you're one of those that I feel like has a lot of positivity that you focus on on your Instagram and you post a lot on your story with like positive quotes and just like manifestation. And I even saw, was it today that you like got your cards read? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love my it. My mom is like it. super into that. So she, um, that's something we sort of connect through. So I got my palm read and then she got tarot cards done which was fun yeah I love that so why don't you give like a quote or something that like a saying that is inspiring you right now um well this one quote is something that I discovered like I don't even know how many years ago and it's like the background on my laptop and it's something that like I want to eventually get tattooed on me somewhere um and it's when a wave comes, go deep. 
and it's sort of about how um like when you're standing on the beach or you're in the water and a wave is coming towards you you have like three options you can either try and run from it but when you run from a wave it always just like hits you in the back and knocks you down um you can try and jump over it but it's still going to like knock you down so the only way to really get through a wave is to like dive into it dive head first and kind of fully embrace it and um that sort of goes with any challenge you're facing in life like you can't really run from your problems and you can't really try to um like be better than them the only way that you can really get through your struggles is to just dive head first into them and attack them head on and um just with faith knowing that you're going to come out on the other side and you're gonna make it through whatever you're going through Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing that I always think about when I'm going through like a struggle whether it be in personal like relationships or in school or at work or in prep Um, you just got to attack your challenges head on and just have faith that you're going to get through them no matter what the circumstances are. So when a wave comes, go deep. That's a really good quote. And, um, uh, do you listen to Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas at all? No, I do not. Okay. He's a really good motivational speaker, but, um, he says the saying, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. Yeah. And I really, I, like I really like that quote because I just feel like whatever it is you're doing, like if it's starting that business, if it's in a prep, if it's, um, you know, facing a fear that you might have, if you say you can do something, then you can. But if you also say you can't do something, then you can't. It's really just about like your perspective and your mindset and, um, what you really want to achieve for yourself and how you identify yourself. Do you identify yourself as someone who can do something or someone who can't do something? Yeah. That reminds me. Okay. That just reminded me of, um, I was trying to remember the quote that I was going to say instead. And I was, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but there was a guest on, um, this podcast and she said, um, what you want wants you to, but what, you have to get out of your own way yeah. and let it come through. What what you seek is seeking you. Is that yeah. it? I think so. Um, yeah. And it was just like, whatever you want in life is going to come to you, but you're the only one that's standing in your way of getting it. So Yeah, that's such a good one. All right. Well, Allison, I will see you soon at North Americans. I do have that other show um in like four weeks from now but I will see you up in PA and we will have some delicious treats and make some more memories together and I wish you nothing but the best and the rest of your prep Uh, thank you so much you too it's so good to talk to you again and dive a little deeper into some of the things we talked about this past weekend so yeah and if you guys want to follow Allison and her journey. Make sure you check out the description down below where you can go follow her. And um, Allison, is there any like sponsors or anything like that, that you want to give a shout out to, or just companies that you enjoy in general? Um, well, I'm not sponsored by anybody, but shout out to team pro physique and Paul for, for both of us. Um, Cause we both would probably not be where we are today without 
him and the team and all the ladies on the team supporting us. So, yeah. well, I will say and that if, if you want to sponsor me, <laughs> click, the, click my uh, Instagram in the description. Honestly, well, you have the shoe fairy, right? Uh, well, we're not. I'm not sponsored by them, but yeah, love the shoes. Yes, they are gorgeous. She has some of like the best heels I have ever seen backstage. I just kept staring at them, but. Yes, everyone, go give Allison a follow. And thanks again. I'll see you soon, girl. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm.